the Easter psalm this morning, Psalm 118. We start with the first verse. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Let Israel say his steadfast love endures forever. The Lord is my strength and my might. He has become my salvation. There are glad songs of victory in the tents of righteousness. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The the right hand of the Lord does valiantly. I shall not die, but I shall live and recount the deeds of the Lord. The Lord has punished me severely, but he did not give me over to death. Open to me the gates of righteousness that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteousness shall enter through it. I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And then from the Gospel of Luke, 24th chapter, comes a familiar story to us, known to us on this day, Jesus rising. But on the first day of the week, At early dawn, they came to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body. And while they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified and on the third day rise again. Then they remembered his words. And returning from the tomb, they told all this to the eleven and to the rest. Now it was Mary Magdala, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told this to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale. They did not believe them. But Peter, Peter got up and ran to the tomb. Stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths by themselves. Then he went home. Amazed at what had happened. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I love people who play with passion. And I mean, people, yes, people who play sports with passion, but I love people who play life with passion. Did you ever meet one of those people, one of those teachers, for example, who just loves teaching or just loves kids? 
has passion for what they do. I've met bartenders that have great passion for their work. I'd like to think I have passion for my work, but I don't know. I, that's up to you to decide. But I love people who play life with passion. And interestingly enough, some of the people, some of the professions that I've found where people play with passion are, are fascinating to me. My realtor plays with passion. I told you the bartender plays with passion. And every congregation I've been in almost to, 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 a, to, a, to a fault, to a one, has had a funeral director in it. And funeral directors, if you've ever met them, are odd people. (laughs) Margie Kepner, please tell Jim I said that because I know she listens every week. Margie and Jim are becoming good friends of mine and they will appreciate that. Funeral directors are really, they have this odd kind of sense of humor about them. I mean, am I right? I'm looking over here. There's two, two rows of funeral director family over here, and they're all going, uh-uh. And I think it's because they are surrounded by death and grief all the time. That's their, that's their work. That's their life's work. So it makes them a little different in their perspective of the world. And I love people that play with passion. And Drew is one of those guys. He is one of those guys. Drew came in here recently and did a funeral and he was talking about I'm going to get the word right. Reconstruction. Is that right? Restoration. Restoration. So restoration for a funeral director is when they take somebody somebody And try to make it look as alive as possible. Now, funeral directors do this with varying varying levels of competency. So when you go and you see Aunt Mabel and she looks like she's just come out of the clown car, that's a guy who is not good at this. Right? Drew is very good at it. I, saw, I watched him with somebody who I thought, wow, they're going to have an open casket for this person. I can't believe it. And that person looked just like they did in their heyday. Restoration. That's what it is. It's making the dead look a little more alive. And you're all looking at me like, what does this have to do with Easter? And... Resurrection, and we got a ham in the oven. Hurry up. (laughs) The women who went to the tomb went to perform a very specific and important function. They went to anoint the body, to take care of it, to do their own sort of restoration to things before the tomb would have been closed up permanently for a year. It was, it was sacred work what they were doing. They 
were kind of in their own way, making to, working to make the, living, the dead look a little more alive. And they get there and there's no body. It's tragic. One of the other Gospels says they were worried that the opponents of Jesus might have taken his body and done something shameful with it. Pilate was worried, actually, that Jesus' followers would take the body just to make it look like it had walked away. And so these women walk in and they're confused. Surely none of these rumors could have been true. And before they can get too obsessed in their own thoughts about this, two men in white appear to them and say, why are you looking for him here? Stop worrying about making the dead look alive. got better things to do, folks. He is not here among the dead. He has risen. And this, if the children were still here, I'd kick them a little and say, say hallelujah. And the women, the women play life with passion. They hear the two men who tell them he is not among the dead, he is risen, and they run back to tell the apostles, the ones who ought to know this story. And the dummies miss it. They miss it. They think these women are out of their mind. Must be grief-stricken. They're losing it. Yeah, they're playing life with passion, but we don't want to see your passion. It's ugly. It's messy. It's a very fine line between passion and delusion. That was kind of funny right there, in case you missed it. But Peter... Peter, impulsive, petulant, temper-ridden, crazy Peter, says, I play life with passion too. I want to see what they're talking about. I'm going to go to that tomb and see if I see two men in white. See if somebody tells me that Jesus is not among the dead but is risen. I want to see that for myself. Jesus has been the passion of my life for three years, Peter says to himself. I followed him everywhere. I gave up all I had to be with him. there's any shot at hope at all I want to join in and the text here is very interesting because it says Peter looked into the tomb saw the linen cloths 
neatly folded, and was amazed. What was he amazed at? Somehow he knew that Jesus is risen from the dead? How does that work? Nobody had ever risen from the dead before. That's fascinating that he would have figured that out, huh? And been amazed by what he saw? He was amazed at an empty tomb. He was amazed at the one who played life with all the passion, ultimately all the passion in the world, may have been risen from the dead. Peter was so amazed and passionate about what he had seen that he started a church. You know, later Jesus will say, on this rock, I will build my church. Luke, of course, picks up the story of what Peter does in Acts, because most scholars think those two books were all together at one time. Peter played life with passion. And while he did it, he started a whole movement called Christianity that changed the world forever. And he didn't do it, friends, by making the dead look a little more alive. He did it by telling us that from death comes new life. It's not that it just looked good, it's that it is. From Jesus' death springs resurrection. And hope and life. It's a place where our passion can come. Play life with passion, y'all. Women did. Peter did. Sometimes even crazy funeral directors do. And ultimately, nobody did it better than Jesus himself. It rose from the dead this day that we might have life everlasting. Amen.